get ready. Yeah. Y'all ready for some live shit? Welcome. Welcome to the D, baby. It's all live down here. What you see is all real. What up, though? What up, though? Welcome back. Episode 210 of the What Up, Though? podcast. Yes, sir. Um, I I watched uh, 60 Minutes I recorded last week, and it was I thought it could be this real interesting uh, episode about impeachment, and it was really fucking blah as fuck, and I was really upset with our that I recorded it, waited it, and waited for it, watched it, and was just like, "Ah, oh, this is some bullshit." You it just you recorded sixty minutes. Yeah, because I was watching <laughs> something else, and I wanted to catch it because it was supposed to be a bunch of different random uh, uh, political folks on there who were just weighing the the kinds of, of of impeachment, and and it really was lackluster as hell. And I was just like, "Fuck." So, what did they talk about? Well, it was just talking about the the re, uh, if they thought that the U- so this is a couple of weeks ago, so a lot of shit has happened since then. But this is basically when the Ukraine call first came about, and it was in- essentially you had mostly Republicans saying how they didn't think the calls were inflammatory or impeach worthy and shit. And what like made it, made me even like worse to me is that they were like. Hispanic and black Republicans. Like, how did you find these motherfuckers? Where did they come from? <laughs> and I don't understand. Like, how is that a thing? Dude. Yeah, it was it was quite the uh I, was just, I got through like 15, 20 minutes. And then it was over, and I'm like, you know what? This is a waste of fucking time. I just don't understand any Trump support point in life. Speaking like, of uh oh, go ahead. No, I mean, just, I just don't get it. But yeah, go ahead. <laughs> no, I, I was gonna say, speaking of uh, black Republicans, you see homeboy who uh, Trump liked to suit. Yeah, man. Whoo, boy, that motherfucker had me hated. <laughs> I uh, I edited. This, I took a screenshot of when Trump was next to him, and I put the cry face on it, and then I tagged him in the picture. I hope he you, saw it. You put the what face on it? The Jordan cry face. <laughs> And then I tagged him in the picture. I don't know if he saw it or not. I hope he did. Probably not, because he got blew up. He and he already had a crazy up. following, I'm assuming, because he was already at like 70,000, followers or some crazy shit. So I'm assuming a lot of random Trump supporters or just people who like to see train wrecks were following <laughs> him already. So, um, yeah. Man, I got that day, I got so sick of seeing that video. Because it was showing over my timeline so much. And I got so sick of him doing that big coon-ass smile, dog. Like, oh, he liked my outfit. <laughs> like, oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> Did you see it on Facebook? Because I only saw it on Twitter. No, I only saw it on Twitter. Oh, okay. okay. It's amazing how some things get to Facebook and some things just never get to Facebook. Granted, it was originally a Twitter post. But some things that goes viral tend to make it to Facebook sometimes. Is my video froze? No. Oh, yours is. Hmm. But your audio, your audio is perfect, so oh, it doesn't great. matter. 
But so that's all that's all we posted anyway. So that works right. out. Uh, and I can't say maybe one day we'll post video because this could happen. <laughs> all right, because this could happen. Right. I think once we decide to both actually go wired, we'll see how uh, how the video actually actually shows, and we could do like random clips and shit. Yeah, that'd be dope. Damn, man, fucked up. No, I'm sorry. I was just looking to see. I played the three digit and the four. I had a a number come to to me in a dream, and so I said I'll try to play it and see if it'll come out. And no, it didn't. <laughs> and now, fuck dreams. <laughs> <laughs> fuck dreams. I, I just had. Let me go play this number right quick. Man, Wasted I have a, a couple of dollars. I had the nerdiest fucking dream on uh Sunday night. It was like some work shit, and it was like. It wasn't even just like, oh, I was at work and these things happened. It was like we got through our pipeline up to a certain point. <laughs> and I was like, pipeline? oh, happy. It is. A pipeline, yeah, it's like the, the flow of our loans and shit like that. Oh, and okay, like, okay, okay. We got to a certain point in our pipeline where it was like we were uh, at a certain turn time on days. And I was like, all happy in a dream and shit. <laughs> and we have, me and a handful of other folks have this meeting every uh, every morning in uh our our vice president's office and we just kind of go over the numbers and what our game plan is for the day and i told him i was like yo i dreamed last night that we got through p6s <laughs> like what I'm like, like, I'm, like, I'm, like I'm sorry y'all i'm like yeah i'm like i'm sorry y'all but uh we kind of did <laughs> i'm like yo am i a prophet <laughs> Yeah, I was having some weird ass dream. I just like it was like three 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 came up in my dream. I was like, I don't know what the fuck. I'm like, well, I'm not gonna let a dollar stop me from winning a bunch of money and not so like I'm gonna go ahead and play this shit. Come man, let me tell you how pissed I would have been to check the lottery and that bitch would have came out and I didn't play it. <laughs> and then uh, uh, almost equally as pissed to be like, yo, I just dripped about three three three. I might win and play it to get like seven eight one. Like, god damn it. Well, yeah, it was dream. Right, it was definitely it was zero three six, like motherfucker, and it's not like you could get any other combination of three three three. Like it's just gotta come that way. But I wonder if you play it. I don't know. I don't know how to be like that. I'm gonna call my dream out. Like, come on, you know three 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 ain't gonna happen. <laughs> come on, dream. <laughs> like, are you sure? Like, you giving your the your dream the why you lying look and shit. Like, are you sure? Like you can go back, go back to sleep. Like I'm gonna go back to sleep and argue with this motherfucker, man. So um, I will recap the weekend, but I really, I had a real tame weekend. Nothing really crazy happened. So um, I'm relying on you to have a, a, a awesome weekend story to tell or some shit. I took a nap, and <laughs> hey, that's real. Naps don't come often, especially with motherfuckers with kids and shit. I'm lying. I didn't get to take no nap. Oh, okay. Never, <laughs> never mind then. No, uh, I didn't do. Um, I don't think I did anything. I uh, I went to my boy Darrow house to watch UFC 243. Mm, 243. Man, I got the hiccups. Fuck. Well, sorry uh, to hear that. Yeah, Thoughts it's unfortunate. Hey, hey, give me something that helps. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Yeah, I see but, your, uh, boy, your boy Daryl, man, been dabbling in some of the good juice lately, man. Yeah, I put him on. I put him on. He doing all right. I seen him with the Colonel Taylor. Like, all right. Man, I ain't had a bottle of Colonel Taylor in a minute, man. I've been really wanting some up. But 
I had a I bought a bottle of and I killed it too recently, but I had bought a bottle of that the twenty three rounds of copper. Man, that shit was so fucking good, dude. Love it. So for those who are not familiar, rounds of copper is like a upscale rum, I guess you would call it. So it's not your run of a mill uh Bacardi or anything of such. Um it's about forty six to forty eight for a fifth, and it is worth every fucking penny. Every yep. penny. Every penny. Totally uh, agree. So I, I really need you, and I really wish you would have did it before today, because I would have had you try it. So I went when I went and bought some random beer Saturday. I grabbed a, a pint of the Jack Daniels apple so you could try, uh. so I could try it. <laughs> and uh, uh. dude, I as soon as I taste, I'm like, dog, this tastes just like fucking Crown Apple. And I really need somebody like yourself who actually drinks. <laughs> A good, right. a good amount of Crown Apple. Somebody like me who's probably had about 30 bottles of Crown Apple. <laughs> yeah. So really tell me if I'm really fucking uh, uh, fucking losing my mind or not. But I could, I really I could blind like... taste test Crown Apple, dog. You're like I've had, good. I've, the... There's nothing I've had more of than that. I could blind taste test that shit. And it could be all different apples. I bet if you gave me like Jack Daniels apple, Jim Beam apple, Crown Apple, and say if there's a fourth apple. I, could tell, I couldn't tell you what the other ones were, but I could be like, okay, this one's the Crown. Yeah, I, I, dog. I am really, really curious about that because I swear I was like, man, this, and I mean, and it's like, it's not like you know, Jack Daniels is a slouch of drinks and shit. So, you know, they they make some decent shit. So it ain't like it was like some Evan Williams apple or some some Kessler <laughs> apple or some shit like that. <laughs> So, you know, hey, hey, what up, though? Podcast episode twelve would have loved Kessler's I, apple. <laughs> I think we would have just kept drinking it. It just would have stayed in rotation. It would have never left rotation. I had to tweet them like, "Have you ever thought of making the apple?" <laughs> Seriously, yo, we get that Kessler's apple for like eleven fifty, <laughs> bro. But yeah, so I was like, "Damn!" So yeah, I and I, I only and I bought a pint because I'm like, I don't know how much this is really. Good. I thought I really thought it was gonna have. The bite of regular Jack Daniels, which I don't like, mm-hmm. um, but no, it didn't have the bite at all, dude. It was actually, I mean, it was. I think it's very comparable to uh, to Crown Apple. Um, and so it's funny you say I say that Jack because this is my my favorite Jack, uh, gentleman's Jack. So I grabbed a bottle, which I haven't even opened yet, but uh, yeah. So I'm curious if you get a chance sometime this weekend. Grab at least a pint and uh, see. Or if I end up catching up with you, I'll just bring the rest of that pint I got because I didn't drink it all. I ended up going back to the other stuff I was drinking. Uh, yeah, I, I'll probably I'll probably grab a pint. Like I'm doing keto right now, so I'm cutting weight. I'm cutting out like carbs and sugar and shit like that. Because okay. like, and what's fucked up is like when I do drink, I'm trying to cut back on drinking. Period. So right now, my plan is to only drink when we do the podcast. And on the weekend, and I know mo- for most people, it's like most people are probably like that's like three times a week. I'm like, okay, I'm cutting back from seven times a week to hey, three dog. times a week. So look, I'm not gonna be, I'm not gonna be that person. That's a cutback. So yeah, I, so I, so let me cook. But <laughs> but um, I was in the liquor store uh, tonight, uh, buying a bottle of Tito's to have, uh, you know, while we do the podcast, and I I, I just mix it with like zero calories, zero sugar, zero carb drinks, like maybe like a a sugar-free Red Bull. Like right now I'm using like diet snap peach snapple. So like mixing with like, you know, lightweight shit, right? So I go to the liquor store to buy the Tito's and what do I see? 
Crown Peach is back, back in the states. <laughs> I'm like, of son of a of bitch. Course. <laughs> of course. But like I said, I, you know, I, I'll, I, I'm not, you know, gonna buy a a pint of uh, the Jack Apple and the Crown Apple and drink them both in one night. But what I would do is buy a pint of each and then have like maybe like my wife pour me like you know that's what you should do yeah not a shot but maybe like you know two shots you know whatever like you know a couple ounces of each and blind taste test them bitches well that's exactly what you got to do just get someone else out of the circle of your drinking pour two shots (laughs) sad that my wife is out of my circle of drinking (laughs) yeah yeah mine is too because she don't drink much at all either so yeah so have them just turn it around um, hell, if you're at home this weekend, at some point, yeah, I'll, I'll do it in a different room. If you're at home and you have some uh, some crown apple, I'll just bring the rest of the pint and you could try it. Yeah, and just just blind taste test them. I'm actually curious to find and low key blind test them. And actually, it'd be cool too if you uh like recorded it. Yeah. <laughs> like, let's see if this thing can know. <laughs> like, put like a maybe like so that way you can be a hundred percent which one is which. Put like a. A piece of tape with like and number it like number one piece of tape number two and then like yeah, you know camera, number one is yeah. the crown yeah, yeah. or show the camera number one is the crown number two is the jack and then give them to me and be like tell me which one is which oh and that's exactly i'd be how interested should, i'd be that's, interested to I, see what happened when i when i first tried it and i was messaging you know in a group saturday and i was like thinking like that's the way to do it because i'm really i'm really curious to see if i would be able to tell that well i don't think i'm a good measure because i don't drink enough of each I mean, granted, I've only had the, uh, the Jank Daniels uh, Saturday, but I am really curious. So, yeah, we got to make that happen, and we got to record it to post. So, yeah, yeah, let's do that. But, um, yeah, this past weekend, um, I went over Daryl's house. We watched UFC 243, and, like, going into that event, like, that card was a pretty bad card. But the main event was, like, oh, man, that's a bomb-ass main event, so I absolutely want to see the main event. And we watched that shit, man. And that shit was good as fuck. And that main event, whoo, boy, your nigga was turned up, boy. I love that main event. Who was it? A black guy that fought this, the main event? Yeah, Israel Adesanya. I'm not familiar with him at all. So he, uh, he just hit the UFC about a year and a half ago. And he's already elevated to, like, at this point, it's between him and probably John Jones is like the face of the UFC. Like he has like blew up. So he fought three times this year and he fought, uh, um, Anderson Silva back in, I want to say like February. And it was supposed to be the co-main event, but the co-main, the main event got canceled. Like, uh, I want to say at the day of or some shit. And, so they got elevated to the main event and he was undefeated um, at the time. He's like 15 and 0 or 14 and 0, something like that. Uh, 15 and 0. No, 14 and 0. And um, yeah, man, he went the full distance with uh, Anderson Silva. Anderson Silva is old now, but I mean, he still, I mean, he still watched most people. But um, it was a good fight. And I like, I really enjoy him. Like, he's super charismatic. He's like uh, into like anime and shit like that. So he do like a lot of like, uh, like interesting moves and shit. He has this one move where he does like this side, side, sideways cartwheel in place. Like it's like it's it's weird, dude. It's like he just like I don't know, man. It's like he flips to the side and in, in place, dog. It's like weird, but he does that all the time. And dude is super dope, right? 
So I was watching him fight Anderson Silva, and I was like, man, like Anderson Silva is 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 the goat, man. But like he went the full distance with him, and I was like, man, I feel like he probably should have been able to beat him. He probably should have been able to finish him. And then he fought uh, another dude, Kelvin Gastelum, uh, let's say middle of the year, and he went the distance with him too. And it was a really, really good fight. And he won it, and he won like an interim champion. He won like the interim championship with that. So then Saturday, he fought the actual middleweight champion who hasn't fought in a long time, but is supposedly a beast. Like when I watched him, I didn't think he looked that great, but supposedly a beast. And man, he looked so fucking good, dog. Like, man, he was killing it, dog. It was a hype ass fight to watch because I was just like, man, he is looking amazing. And when he won, man, his celebration, like his post-fight interview, like everything was just like, like he was like the talk all weekend. And it was like super exciting to watch. So like um, that was the only thing I did over the weekend, really. But like that fucking fight was uh, awesome. And then um, I watched the premiere of Mr. Robot on Sunday night. Yeah, I heard that premiere was pretty dope. It was like I was. um, This is the final season and. I thought the first season was great. Although the second season was kind of up its ass too much, but then I thought season three came back and was dope as fuck. And they came out the gate on the season four premiere with like a huge fucking, uh, I don't know, event. Like, like, like a situation that happened in the episode that was like, like, whoa, I did not see that happen at all. Cause I was watching it. Cause I, I kind of like to watch Mr. Robot high. Cause it's kind of like a trippy ass show, but it's like, oh, you bro. can't, you can't be too high because it's super complicated. So you can get like lost if you're too high, but if you're like a little high, it's like really fun to watch. And I was watching it like casually. Cause they had like a, they had like a cold open where they had like a, maybe like a 10 minute scene before they showed like the opening credit, like, you know, to put the uh, title on the screen and shit. And like the 10 minute cold open, I'm just sitting there watching it because it was like a continuation of a conversation that happened at the end of season three. So I'm just like, oh, okay, so we finished in this conversation. Cool. And I'm just watching it and watching it. And the shit popped off. And I was just like, oh shit. <laughs> like, like, and my, my wife was like not watching it because she don't watch the show, but she was there like doing something else. And she looked up like, what just happened? I was like, I can't explain it, but it was big. <laughs> like, it was a big deal. Yeah, that's, that's, like that wild it's like i've seen that in a couple of different tv shows like the what the fuck factor and i think it was uh season one episode one of ozark something crazy as fuck happened in like the first episode that's the only episode i've seen oh really okay (laughs) yeah and then uh what the fuck oh the beginning of the boys and that first episode of the boys I think I know what you talk. I think I know what you're talking about. But did like, you wa- then you watch the boys. Yeah, I think. I mean, I'm saying I think I know what the si- the situation you're talking about is. I mean, I'm like, like, how did they show that? What the fuck? You know, <laughs> like, yeah. Ooh. But it's like those are like both of those situations are like since they were at the beginning of a new show, it was like, oh wow, that was wild. But it didn't have like the wow factor of like the build up. Mm-hmm. So it's like when I think of like for me like my biggest wow factors in TV are I'd say there's probably been I don't know like 10 of them in Game of Thrones but then like Sons of Anarchy Sons of Anarchy had some of them boy Sons of Anarchy man like 
if I could say, if I ranked, like, let's say it was like 10, just for the sake of numbers, say there was 10 Game of Thrones ones and say five Sons of Anarchy ones, the the top ones that immediately come to mind from Sons of Anarchy would probably be in the top five between that and Game of Thrones. Like I can think of maybe two or three situations in Game of Thrones that I might rank higher than my top two from Sons of Anarchy. But that's still saying something because Game mm-hmm. of Thrones hits you with uh, huge moments multiple times per season. So to say that Sons of Anarchy, which ran seven seasons, had uh, two of the top five between the two shows, that's saying something. Yeah, I think, you know, my, my wife, when she first started watching Game of Thrones, she had stopped. And I, and I did this before we even started watching it together or whatever. And I was like, so why'd you stop? She's like, every time I get attached to somebody, they fucking die. And I was just like, oh, I get it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, there's, it's, there's two... Two for sure. You know, I kind of don't even care about spoiling it at this point. So let's just talk about what those scenes are. <laughs> like, oh, why bother? Yeah. Like, it's like I'll, you so know, I, was, I was just about to be like, yeah, these are old fucking shows. So, um, my two top wow, what the fucks, and uh, and I'm curious if they were yours too. I know one of them is yours for sure. I, I'm sure one of them is the same. So, uh, the one was Opie. That's yeah, and, that's, one of, that's and, my one of my ones, yeah. And then uh, the second was Homeboy's daughter. Uh, <laughs> that's my other one. <laughs> yep, that's my <laughs> other one. Yep. So those are my like what, what the fuck wows of um of of Sons of Anarchy. I mean, other, other stuff happened. It's like, oh, okay, damn. But those are two definitely were my like what the fuck, dude. Yeah, and then uh, the Opie one was actually spoiled, so I knew that was happening, which I was pissed about. But whatever. The Opie one wasn't spoiled, but like they spent I mean, that whole me, episode. Well, I'm just saying it, to me. No, I'm like, saying for me it wasn't spoiled. Oh, okay. Because I was I was watching it live, so it wasn't spoiled for me. But like, yeah. The difference is that with that one, they spent the whole episode build like telling you like somebody's gonna die, somebody's gonna die, somebody's gonna die. So you spend the whole episode trying to like analyze like who's going to get it who's going to get it so when it happens it's like fucked up but like they spent the whole episode letting you know that one of them like how many people were on the on the on the docket to possibly be killed like what three or three four three i think three it was jacks opie and i want to say uh tig tig no the jacks opie i think it was tig yeah it was either tig or chibs like what are the like i think there was them three and it was like, you know, obviously it wasn't going to be Jax. So I'm sitting there like, okay, it's either going to be Opie or it'll be Tig. It's either be Opie or it'll be Tig. Something like that. And it's like, you spend the whole episode thinking that. So when it happens, it's like, fuck, man, Opie, man, shit. But the the thing with his daughter, man, <laughs> that wow. came way out of left field. And that was a long-ass scene, dog. <laughs> like, and it just got him just sitting there just just crying and fucking bawling as he's fucking watching his fucking daughter burn and shit. Like, what yeah, the like, fuck, Yeah, well, like, like, talk about, like, the worst things that could happen. Like, you're talking about, like, motherfuckers just dying. It's like, okay, yeah, that's fucked up. And it might have an impact on that character in the show. But, like, just, like, the real-life thought of that. Like, man, like, that shit, man, that was, that was way too much, dog. I was like, man, this is the most wild shit I've seen on TV ever. Like, yeah, that, that definitely that that definitely ranked high as like the what the fuck moments of TV 
Well, that was that was definitely it. And just for people, just for general general uh, reference of, of of TV and TV shows, don't ever ask somebody, did you get to the point where such and such dies as a reference in the show? Just FYI. What kind of piece of shit would say that? Man, I love him to death, man. But he definitely—that's how he fucked me up with Opie. Oh, oh, who is this? Somebody I know? Yeah. <laughs> Are you gonna my, tell me who it was? Yeah, uh, my, uh, my my wife's cousin Brian in Ohio. Oh, okay. Was, yeah, I mean, he, I, 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 mean I, I thought he, you were gonna say yeah, like my uncle Ray. I'm oh, like, no. oh man, it's no. not I you. mean, and he wasn't malicious <laughs> with it, but I just think like you don't ask nobody if you're at this certain point when someone dies who's that influential or some shit. You know what I'm saying? You just don't. That's not a reference for. You just say how far are you, and then you yeah. just go from there. Like you don't use a person dying as a reference point. What I do, and, and for me, it's easy with Game of Thrones because I've watched the whole thing so many times. I can just say, what episode are you at? And if they say I'm on season three, episode four, in my head, I'm like, OK, when they get to this episode, that's when the shit pop off. And I did that with my wife because uh, my wife, um, when I started watching Game of Thrones, I binged like the first uh three seasons because I think I picked it up on season four live. So like. I binged the first three seasons in between three and four because it was after my back surgery. So I was laid up. I was watching everything. And um, when I put my wife on it, um, I think it was actually the same during the same time period because we started season four together. So uh, she also binged one through three, but it was after I did. So while she was watching it, because we weren't like together together, um, while she was watching it, I would just say, like, let me know what episode you on. Let me know what episode you on. Like, waiting until she gets to the Red Wedding episode. So, um, yeah, for Game of Thrones, it's, like, probably, um, I don't know. I still There's still a part of me that feels guilty about spoiling Game of Thrones, even though it's, like, I've, I had no qualms about talking about the Sons of Anarchy shit. But, like, <laughs> I, like I started to say the Game of Thrones shit, and I still was, like, uh, should I? <laughs> Should I not say it? Uh, but um, the Ned Stark shit in season one, the Red Wedding in season three, and then Joffrey and Oberyn Martell in season four, and then Jon Snow in season five. Like those are like the big to me, like my big, my big moments. And um, I would probably only rank the Red Wedding. And, and the Ned Stark thing ahead of the two. So maybe it's hard for me to choose between the Joffrey thing and the Oberyn thing in season four. I don't know which one I would. They were both equally shocking. Um, maybe I'd put one of those ahead of those two Sons of Anarchy moments. But mm-hmm. if I have to think about it this hard, hard then I probably shouldn't. Yeah, I, I could think of some in, in um, Game of Thrones, but I think the other one that really come to mind is just shit that happened in uh, um, The Wire. Man, like, I can't honestly, I can't really think of anything in The Wire that would rank in that top five. Uh, like everything to me, like well, maybe think, now, you know what? Not, not top, probably not top five. But as a the, the Wire being really high on my list as far as favorite shows. There were a few deaths that really like fucked with me and shit. Um, I think the thing about the wire is that 
Um, nothing was unexpected to me. Not that's, like you knew it was going to happen, but it's like just the nature of like that kind of show and a drug game and all that kind of shit. Like every everybody's susceptible to dying when you live in that kind of life. So right. when a character dies, it's kind of like them's the breaks. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Yeah, like, yeah you in the streets. I mean, yeah. You know, you live by the gun, you know, whatever. But yeah, it was a couple of ones like, what the fuck, dude? Like, yeah. But what were you surprised uh, by on the wire? Because, like, I felt I, like off the top of my head, I can't think of anything that really shocked me just because of the nature of how the show works. Well, I think when. So it's kind of like, yeah, there were impactful moments, but like not necessarily something that I didn't see coming. If if I could rank um, anything, I'd probably put Wallace at number one. Wallace is I guess Wallace would probably be number one. The close number two, or if I had to do a tie for number one, would be Bodie getting killed. I just thought Bodie would either make it out or make it big as a, a dealer. See, I felt so, like see that that's why that's why I didn't put that number one is because I felt like just the nature of his character. I was like Bodie gonna get it at some point. So like I wasn't re- like when it happened, and it happened late. So it was kind of like, yeah, it was like, oh man. But it was also kind of like, well, I've been thinking Bodie about to die <laughs> since <laughs> since forever, just because of the nature of who he was. But Wallace, dog, like man, yeah. Wallace was fucked up. Wallace was real fucked up. And I'm just like, as, and then it it was by fucking Bodie, and so it was just like, what the fuck, dude. Um. Speaking of of show deaths, we can move on from that if you want. I just got it before before I forget about it. At the end of New Jack City, after you, I obviously haven't seen it in years, but you know the movie. Yeah, I mean, shit, a long time. At the end of New Jack City, Nino gets shot. Does Nino die? I couldn't tell you, dog. <laughs> so. At the end of so Nino Brown goes to he goes to trial or whatever I forget how the trial ended he he's, or he's about to go to trial or arrested and the old man that he had mm-hmm. fucked with early in the in the uh, in the movie brings out the gun and shoots him and he and he falls over a balcony and then that's the end of the movie so I only bring this up because as far as I've seen when I watched the movie Nino Brown died at the end of the movie but I was talking to my boss. And he was like, he felt it was open-ended because they never actually said that he died. The movie just went off. So that's what I was going to say is, like, if they don't show, like, a dead body, then if they leave it open-ended, then it's kind of, to me, it's just kind of like you're left to your own conclusions. But I would think that... I think it was probably I'm, meant I'm to be to open-ended. A, I'm about to do a weird... I'm about to see if I can get a bunch, at least a few people to, to answer on Twitter. Um, but I never, I've never heard anybody talk about him actually poss- the possibility of living. Now, I do get your point. If it's left like that, it could be potentially open-ended. Uh, but it's, it's also, what's the point? Like, the idea of like, okay, did he survive that? It's kind of like, okay, well... Does it matter if well, that's how you ended it? It's like well, it's it's weird because well, it does. Ahead. It never matter. Well, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to uh, interrupt you. It never really matter until now because 
and it still doesn't really matter, but just as far as the point of conversation or whatever, I've seen something about how uh, Wesley Snipes saying he wasn't going to participate in a sequel or a remake to New Jack City. And my thought was, if he fucking died, why does it fucking matter if his participation? And so that's the that's why I I, I pose that. Yeah, I think that um, like a lot of times they leave stuff open ended on purpose, but that's like a situation to me that don't really it's it's in the technical sense since they don't show it, it's like it's technically open ended, but like something like that. I don't think it's meant. I don't think the filmmakers meant to be like, uh, interpret it how you feel. You want to have conversations. I think they just didn't show it, and they just now, didn't. And, and for me, like I say, it only matters because Nino, uh, Nino, uh, Wesley Snipes said he wasn't participating in anything after that recently, and that's why I was like, well, fuck. If he did, why the fuck does it even matter? Like, what is his participation supposed to be like if he fucking died anyhow? So well, I mean, they're like, talking about kind of like. They talking about bringing Michael B. Jordan back for the Black Panther sequel, so <laughs> sometimes they figure out a way. Like, I, if that's the case, I'll be watching Black Panther too. Like, oh yeah, but is he gonna know, be in flashbacks? <laughs> yeah, so it's like I'm, I'm thinking only flashbacks of him getting old or some. Sh- I'm talking about uh, Nino Brown. Like, I don't, I don't know what his participation would have been potentially if he decided to want to participate, and it was like flashbacks of him older or some shit without dying or whatever the fuck. But. Uh, the many times I've seen that movie, he just dies. He he gets shot. He falls over the balcony. So many fucking flights up in the air, and he dies. Like that was it. But when I saw that he wasn't participating, I'm like, well, fuck. He died anyway. Like, what what the fuck's the purpose? And it's not like the movie was like four or five years old where he could potentially look the same way and you know play a part like Michael B. Jordan in Black Panther Two. He's still. Right of the same age range. So, you know, but yeah, I was actually mad about him dying. <laughs> Wesley Snipes like 25 man. years older. <laughs> no, he's like a whole, a whole fucking age. He, he's like, however old he was, he's, he's a whole double. adult older. <laughs> <laughs> right. So like, what the fuck, what the fuck doesn't even matter if he's going to participate or not? So, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I, I think that he, um, yeah, I, I don't see a point to it. It's probably I, is that a thing? Like I haven't heard anything about them making another one. Is that a, is that supposed to be a thing? I saw something about uh, a potential sequel. Hmm. Um, and I and I saw that he was gonna uh, potentially be involved with it, but then they said he wasn't. All they right, need, so they don't need to make that. Like, don't don't make that. All right, like, so in complex it says. Wesley Snipes not a fan of bringing back New Jack City. Um, I'm gonna scroll through so if I see anything of any uh, um, anything worse. Okay, uh, and, and I and I actually agree with him too on this part. He says I'm not associated with it. I've got nothing to do with it at all. I think some things should be left alone, which I totally fucking agree. Um, I do and too. He, and then he adds. Uh, um, I don't particularly like the idea of recreating the drug culture. For what? Um, I don't know. They actually talked to me about doing it. And I told them no. If I had a dime for every time I said no, it's a done deal. It's a wrap. So why I agree that we just should leave certain shit alone. I still don't understand his invo- Why would his involvement, you know, be uh 
you know, needed necessary. For it. Yeah, it's not. And I, I, the movie's not necessary. That's not a movie that you make a sequel to. But Hollywood is fresh the fuck out of ideas. Ooh, like they're it, remaking everything now. It's supposedly supposed to be so many creatives making movies and shit. Why don't y'all make new fucking movies? It's tough. No, you could. But the thing is, it's. People are making movies, but no one's fucking watching them. You can go on fucking Netflix and look through their movie selection, and it's like a hundred movies I ain't never heard about. But no one gives a fuck because they're probably not good. So instead of of making movies that no one knows about, they want to make remake of classic shit, and it's like, why leave that shit alone? Yeah, I I, I have no interest in a New Jack City sequel. I actually I have no interest in a Coming to America sequel. Like I, I that's not. Like no. that's not something that needs to happen. Like that's that's a pure money grab. That is not a sequel where I'm just like, what happens now? Like, oh, I'd love to see what where they're at now. Like, I give no. F- that's strictly nostalgia shit. Like, we don't need that. And when it drops, I'll see it. But see, I'm not that, gonna be like, see, I'm not thing. gonna be like, oh yeah, uh, this shit about to be hype. That was the thing with me. Is like, I would probably see it because I love uh, coming to America, but. I'm definitely not pushing for a fucking remake of the shit to happen. That's it. It's like that's why that's exactly the definition of why it's a money grab, because no one needs it, but and the story doesn't need it, but people will go see it and they will go see it. Everybody who goes to see it will go with not everybody, but most people will go to see it with the exact same attitude of like, I don't need this, and it probably isn't even going to be good, but. Hey, it's coming to America, and Eddie Murphy and Arsenio Hall are still in it, so fuck it. <laughs> so yeah. and and they're gonna make money off of so fuck it, and like and that's whack to me. Like you should make movies that people watch the trailer and they're like, oh man, that looks interesting, or oh that looks good, or that's something we need. Like everybody who goes to see that is gonna is gonna be going in with like so fuck it, <laughs> like yeah, they're in it, fuck it. Yeah, and then I, I saw an article the other day that said after that he's gonna redo Beverly Hills Cop. And I'm like, don't nobody want to see 60 year old Axel Foley? Like, what, what are you doing? Uh, I just I just want to see Eddie stand up, and that's all I really have to see. Is all the that, oh, I yeah, I want to see that. And I want to see, and I want to see the Dolomite whenever that comes out. Dolomite like is gonna be pretty dope. It's it's out, but I think it's only out in select markets. Oh, uh, okay. So far, like I'm not saying it's it's only gonna be in select markets, but I think it's only in select markets so far. I'm gonna look it up real quick, but um, yeah, I and I thought that was gonna be a Netflix movie actually, but I guess it's not. I don't know why I thought, I thought that. To, I, <laughs> but, no, I thought it was supposed to be Netflix too. Um, I think it is supposed to be Netflix. I'm not. I'm maybe uh maybe it's like uh the. Uh, Scorsese movie, The Irishman, where it's like a Netflix movie, but it's gonna be in select theaters before it hit before it hits Netflix. It's not one of those things where it's like, okay, it's gonna hit theaters, and then it's gonna have a long, you know, a long ass time, and then it'll hit Netflix like movies generally do. I think it's gonna it's a thing where it's like it's already got a Netflix date, but it's gonna hit select select markets prior. Yeah, I'm uh, looking at. I don't, I'm trying to find where. I... Thought it would say when it's actually fucking coming out. Mm, let's see. I'll pull it up on IMDb. That's the that's the truth for uh Oh October. Yeah, 25th. release date October. Okay, so release date October fourth. Maybe in the then, theater? No, limited. Limited October fourth. So it is already out, but it's still limited. Um 
And then, yeah, October 20, it says October 25th for me, but um, I guess for a wide release. I, I bet October 25th is probably the Friday, and October 24th is probably the Thursday, and they'll probably be like late Thursday shows, I'm guessing. Uh, yeah, the 25th is Friday. So, yeah, two weeks from this Friday uh, will probably be like a wide release. I don't see anything in here about Netflix, so <laughs> maybe I was tripping on that, but. Either way, well, I, like, the, I have some I interest to the in Netflix, that. I went to the Netflix app, and that's why it, it said the 24th. Oh, oh so, it, so it is going to be on Netflix. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll wait for that. I'm not, I'm not going to go see that in theaters. But it, it's got a fucking crazy cast, man. Like, just looking at it, okay, obviously Eddie Murphy, Wesley Snipes, Keegan-Michael Key, Chris Rock, Craig, Craig Robinson, Snoop. Uh, Titus Burgess, that's that dude from uh, that Kimmy Gibbler show. Kimmy Gibbler, that's the fucking chick from Full House. Uh, <laughs> Kimmy, <laughs> Kimmy Schmidt show. <laughs> I like uh, Mike, Mike Epps, T.I., Lunell. Uh, Did I say the 25th or 26th? You said, tw- I said 25th. You said it 24th. Is. I'm sorry. I meant the 25th. My bad. I just looked back at it. Okay. Yeah, so I, I mean, I'll, I'll fuck with that when, uh, if it hits Netflix, I'll Hundred percent watch it on Netflix. I mean, I'm probably go to the theater for it. Uh, I haven't been to the theater for a good Eddie Murphy movie, and I don't remember how long. So, um, ain't nobody been to the been to the theater for a good Eddie Murphy movie in a while. I can't remember the last thing he put out in theaters. Hmm, that's a good question. I don't. I don't have Shrek, any Shrek Forever. I don't know. I don't even know this is the name of the shit. <laughs> Shrek Forever. Shrek I just. Forever. I might have just made up a. I might have just made up a Shrek movie. <laughs> no, I think you totally did make up a Shrek movie. Shrek Forever. That's, that's not the third one. <laughs> third or fourth one? No, that is it. It's called Shrek Forever. A- oh, oh Shrek Forever After. Forever After, like oh, like okay. a fairy tale. Okay, it's Shrek Forever oh. After. Oh, <laughs> you're Shrek- close. It's still a Shrek Forever sound funny. That's 2010, though. But that still, that doesn't have Eddie Murphy in it. Like, I mean, like, that's you're going to see Shrek. You're not going to see Eddie Murphy. So, the last thing he had at theaters. I was just looking that up. Uh, this last thing he had at theaters. Well, some movie Mr. called Church. My Church. Oh, Mr. Church, excuse me. I'm <laughs> My <confused>. Church. <laughs> I ain't had a drop of alcohol. I'm bugging. And then before that, so they did a Beverly Hills Cop that came out 2013. Oh, a TV movie? I don't even the recall fuck? that. Me neither. And then I see Shrek, A Thousand Words, never heard of that. Tower Heist, never heard of that. And then three Shrek things in 2010. So like as far as I'm concerned, he hasn't done, whatever this Beverly Hills Cop TV movie, I'm not gonna count that. So whatever this Mr. Church thing is, that and that's it. And I vaguely remember. This Mr. Church thing, because I remember seeing the trailer and I was like, oh, Eddie Murphy's in a movie, and then nobody saw it. <laughs> nah. Including myself. And oh. I don't I haven't heard anything about it, so I still will not see it. But yeah, I'll fuck with the Dolomite joint. I can't wait for the stand-up. Like I'm all about the stand-up. That's all I really care about. And then I'll I'll fuck with the Coming to America sequel, but man. I'm entering that with incredibly low expectations unless they release the firest of fire trailers. 
So I was reading an article the other day, and it was talking about uh, Jason Weaver, and he was played the uh, the young Simba, the young Simba, and they mm-hmm. were talking about how um, when it came out when he was doing a negotiations for money, he was offered two million dollars for his work on it, but he decided to take uh, royalties hundred thousand. And mm-hmm. royalties or some shit. Man, I'm not sure who made that decision for him. He's a kid. But that was probably the best fucking decision that was ever made. Yeah, it was his mom. Yeah, and that's that's brilliant too, man. Like, um, and that took that took balls because like in retrospect, we can look at like, oh shit, it was the Lion King. But we're talking about before this shit even came out. And Disney's like, yo, we'll pay you two mil. And he and his mom was like, "No, fuck that. We want them royalties." And then, like, I, I guess he went along with it. Took the hundred grand, and man, he is absolutely made more than two mil in royalties on that fucking shit, dog. Like, man, that he. Well, they man, said he's he made, made out. Well, they said a, a quarter century later, Weaver has made back well above one point nine million since he turned down the royalty checks. So I bet he has. He yeah, probably so, won't say how much he made, but I he's damn sure made more than that. <laughs> it's funny that they say they don't say he's made two million dollars from it. They just saying he's made one point above one point nine. He's probably right. made so he made money. more than the one hundred the one hundred grand and then the one point nine that he would have got. And they're just like, he made more than the one point nine mil he would have got. And it's like, okay, no shit. <laughs> like <laughs> no shit. That's about you... as good as the the uh, Bobby Monella uh, contract. Oh, Bobby Bonilla. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did you see the new Lion King, the live action one? I haven't seen it. It was cool. It was like it was weird because they didn't change shit. It was the exact same fucking movie. Really? Exact same fucking movie. And it somehow was not as good. <laughs> I mean, it was it was cool. It was like, okay. Was it at yeah, the theater? Was it on TV? What, what yeah, it? No, it was at the theater. Okay. Nigga, that shit had Beyonce in it. She, Beyonce oh, ain't straight shit. TV. That's right. Because <laughs> she, she did a soundtrack and shit. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, nigga, she played Nala. She didn't just No, no, no. I know she was in it. But she did like an unofficial soundtrack. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, that has some shit. Because she, oh, like, she did more than a soundtrack. <laughs> No, yeah, because she redid uh, that before I let go to some like crazy song and shit. But yeah, I know she was in it. That's right. Damn, I totally forgot about that. Fuck. <laughs> the it it'll probably be hitting uh digital uh very very soon. I'll say it was in the next couple of weeks because it's been a minute. But um, yeah, it was the exact same movie, and it was just different voice actors um playing the characters aside from uh James Earl Jones who was still Mufasa, but um. I thought that, like I said, it was exactly the same. So it was like it's not, it wasn't as good. But I thought some of the voice actors were a little bit better. Like, um, who the fuck played? What's the fucking? I don't know. Are, are, are how familiar are you with the Lion King? Because I'm like kind of familiar with it, but not like I, I'm familiar with it now because my daughter watches watched it a lot for a time period. So I'm more familiar with the original one than I was before that. But like, how familiar are you with like the characters and shit like that? 
I mean, I re- decently remember uh, the characters. Who in particular? Because, I mean, at this point, I'm just going to look it up to see who was the so, fucking voice. Uh, um, oh, uh, fuck. Um, the bird who 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 ran who ran with Simba. Um. Oh fuck. Uh, I can't remember the bird's name, but it was like that bird who was kind of like guarding like Simba and Nala throughout the movie when they were kids, and they were. I can't remember who voiced in the original. Um, it's shitty because you can't even like if you, unless you don't know the name. Off the top of my head, I feel like the bird wasn't voiced by somebody like incredibly fucking famous, but then I'm gonna look it up and I'm gonna feel dumb and I'm gonna be wrong. But um whoever voiced that bird in the new version, I thought was better than well, I know who voiced him in the new version, but I, I wanna see who voiced in the uh original real quick. Let me look let me just look it up because I don't wanna uh be out here sounding stupid. So um Zazu, that was the name of the bird. So Zazu was the bird, and he was voiced by Rowan Atkinson, which is the guy that plays uh, Mr. Bean. Oh. <laughs> um, he was, well, he was the bird. Leave it at that. And then Timon and Pumbaa. Uh, Timon was uh, Nathan Lane in the original, and Pumbaa was somebody I've never even heard of, Ernie Sabella. I've never even heard of that person. In the new version, Zazu, was voiced by John Oliver, the guy that does uh Last Week Tonight on HBO with John Oliver. Mm-hmm. Uh the British dude, he plays Zazu in the new version. And Simone and Pumba was Seth Rogen and uh Billy Eichner. Like I don't know if you know Billy Eichner or not, but um when I did my honeymoon in Ve- uh, Vegas, when I did my honeymoon in Thailand, um we were watching like Billy like, what? Eichner. Eichner. Oh, okay. E-I-C-H-N-E-R. Yeah. Yeah, no, he I, had the I, show I, called uh, Billy on the Street, and I the show I guess is fairly popular, but I did not know of it until I saw it in Thailand. Like, I, mean, I was I'm watching. About, I'm about to say either you saw it in there or you ran up on them or some shit like. <laughs> <laughs> public or some shit. No, I saw I saw that show in Thailand, and it's like his show is like really weird and kind of crazy, and like me and my wife were watching it kind of heavy like when we were in thailand like obviously we were doing a whole bunch of shit like going to a whole bunch of places and shit but when we would come back to the hotel and wind down there was like some channel that always had billy on the street on and we were like what the fuck is this like i've never heard of this shit and apparently he's kind of popping well and it was played... based on that it was from that uh the, the funnier die who did that show oh okay well i didn't know that but yeah, so he he voiced uh, one of them, and I thought that Seth Rogen and Billy Eichner as Timon and Pumbaa Pumba was really really good, and I thought John Oliver as Zazu was better than um, whoever it was that I said said played him in the uh, original. But other than that, it was the, it was the same fucking movie. Like, and it was weird, kind of like you can't really get the same like facial reactions and shit with like quote unquote live action lions that you can get with like animated lions. So it was like, <laughs> I don't know. It was like kind of, it was kind of weird. I don't know, but like, it was like, it was cool. And it was the exact same as the original, but the original was still way better. <laughs> so. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to, to, to redo something like that and get that same energy from, from the movie from the cartoon or whatever you want to call it. 
So I, I wouldn't, I didn't expect it to be better. I mean, it, it seemed like it got decent reviews and people enjoyed it, you know, based on the cast and stuff, you know. I mean, anytime you add Beyonce to something like that, you know, it's just going to, you know, push it up anyway. But I didn't expect it to be, like, you know, super great or better, you know. But it seemed like it got good reviews from what I, from, or at least what I recall. And um, <laughs> you said uh, it has the same energy. <laughs> it made me think of Jesus and Miro. <laughs> and I was mm-hmm. like, <laughs> with the whole beef with DJ Envy and the, the whole keep that same energy. Keep that <laughs> same you, energy. <laughs> and you said same energy. And I was like, oh, shit. Jesus and Miro's show come back on Monday. Oh, <laughs> I was that's like, dope. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> so I can resume my uh, my casual highness and drunkness that I exhibit while watching Jesus and Miro. So, uh, yeah, I, I completely forgot about that, but they come back on Monday. So, ready for that. So, we got uh, emails if you want to get to that or something else at this point. No, no, let's fire up the email. So, uh, we got a couple from Baylor. Let me remove one of these headphones so I can hear it. I'm sure you'll be able to hear it, all right? Let's see. What do we have? Oh, oh shit, it already started. Hold on, let me pause it. <laughs> it just came out the gate playing. All right, uh, here we go. Let me know if you can or, like, if you can't hear it that well, let me know. What up, though? It's your boy, BTG. Otis was saying last episode, his son was um, flying into L.A. to drive to Vegas. I don't know who does that. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm pausing it because, like, I don't know why it's not playing that loud for me. It's playing like, great. It's playing great through the mic, though. Maybe I'm, I might have to take my headphones off altogether because, right. like, um, yeah. I don't know. Like, my phone plays shit really fucking loud. But it was, so I well, expected it to be I'm, super loud. I would say me. just take your headphones off totally. But it sounded great through the mic. So, I mean, I'm probably going to sound great on record, so, on the, in the recording. So All right, cool. I'm going to take my headphones off. What up, though? It's your boy, BTG. Otis was saying last episode his, <clears throat> his son was... Um, Flying into L.A. to drive to Vegas. I don't know who does that. <laughs> but <clears throat> I'm assuming I'm assuming that this is a Friday. I mean, most people that go to Vegas usually, I mean, a lot of people from L.A., we, we hip to the game. We just take Friday off or half a Friday. The main reason is because Friday, a Friday in general in L.A. is the the heaviest traffic you will ever come across. The heaviest traffic. I don't care where you're at. New York, Atlanta, nothing tops this traffic on a Friday, especially going towards Vegas. So uh, I don't think that's the smart thing to do unless he was coming out here on like a Thursday because then you could, but then that's that would be like staying overnight. Like I don't, I don't get it. Like if you come in on a Thursday, uh, and you just spend like a couple of hours, I get it. But, you know, L.A. is spread out. Everything is spread out. It's not next to each other. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, unless they're going to see some weird shit in Hollywood, okay. But that traffic is, it just don't make any sense. Like, you might as well plan two trips. A trip to go to the trip. <laughs> because that L.A. to Vegas, that's not a, yeah, I don't know about that. Next time, just fly into Vegas. That's a smart thing to do. <laughs> That three and a half to four hour drive can turn into six to eight real quick, real quick, especially on a Friday. And I'm assuming that it's a Friday because, like I said, most people drive in or 
or fly in on a Friday, Friday morning, Friday afternoon or something like that. But nah, man, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that at all. Uh, uh, take my advice. And now that you said that he will drive, tell him I got an episode. The, the driving rules to Vegas. They got to get it right. Now, these driver rules will help you get to Vegas pretty goddamn fast. If not, it's going to be entertaining. Now, these rules only apply to the three and a half, four hours. Anything after that, you have to figure that shit out. <laughs> All right. Um. So, he did go there on a Thursday, and so he avoided the Friday traffic. I actually haven't even talked to him about Vegas since he's been back, so I got to remind myself to ask him about it, and then I'll probably report next week and shit. But, yeah, it was a Thursday. They didn't stay overnight. They stayed for a few hours, and then they drove. And I, I guess they didn't have any issues, so. Um, all as well. So I gotta ask him about his trip because I haven't even talked to him much lately. So yeah, I get I get the info for that. Yeah, so I can speak to that a little bit. Like I, I've driven to Vegas from LA. It was uneventful. I mean, I think we talked about that on a previous episode, but yeah, it was it was pretty uneventful. But I can definitely say, like he was saying about the traffic. Um, I have not personally driven in atlanta i have been a passenger in a car in atlanta but i've not personally driven now when i was a passenger in the car i was a kid so i don't know what the fuck about driving in there but i've driven a shit ton in la and i've also driven in new york and he's absolutely right la traffic is the absolute worst in this country absolute worst because there's too many fucking people yeah i i hear i hear tons of people talking about how LA, how bad LA traffic is. I've driven in Atlanta traffic and it's just a, it's it's bad but I know it's worse in other places. Everything in everything in Atlanta is like 45 minutes away. No matter where the fuck you are. It's just 45 minutes away. That's <laughs> it, ridiculous. It, it just takes for So last time I was I was there in April and me and a wife was we was leaving our hotel. We was going to going to some restaurant and you know how you can call ahead and you can get on the line, the waiting list on on your phone or whatever, yeah, or through the app or whatever. The they have some kind of like uh, it's a system where if you're not within ten miles or five miles, they won't let you get on the list until you cross that barrier. Like literally, we're on the freeway and I'm driving and she's trying to. Put in our in get in line uh thing, and it wouldn't let us do it. To, I think just say five miles for let, for sake of argument, it wouldn't let us do it till we were within five miles of the restaurant. Wow, I'm like, how does the app? You know, I guess it goes by GPS or some shit, but it was nuts. But yeah, um, I will say that Houston was a bitch. I would love to hear people who've been in LA and driven to Houston or driven in Houston and LA uh, with with. Would say how I compare because Houston was a bitch. Houston fucking sucked. So, hmm. yeah, um, I've been to Houston. Um, I did, did drive. I have any issues, but I wasn't driving during high high traffic hours. Yeah, from what I understand, though, nothing really compares to LA or traffic from everything I've heard and talked and so forth. So. I don't I don't doubt that that at all, especially from people who talk about it. But um, uh, Houston was a bitch. Atlanta is OK, but 
everything is just far. It just seems it is it is far or it's just stuck in traffic and shit. But yeah. In Houston? No, Atlanta. It just seemed like everything is just weirdly far or just stuck in traffic. Either way, it's forty five minutes whether it's ten miles or whether it's twenty miles. It's just it's whatever the fuck. It's just stupid traffic there. But I, I I'm pretty sure nothing really compares to LA as far as everything I've heard. I don't re- I don't really remember seeing that in Atlanta, but like I said, I was a kid, so I don't really know. It's like the closer you are, like we were we were staying in like Marietta, and I I drove to Atlanta to meet uh uh Mike Londek. Oh yeah yeah yeah. I uh meet him for a cigar, and it was like forty five ish, almost an hour, and then drove back, and I was like, fuck, this traffic is stupid for no reason. But like I say, yeah. I know it's some worse ass shit out there. So, <laughs> yeah, the LA man, I, I'm I figure I probably said on the podcast a few times, but I got stuck in traffic in LA at three a.m. Like, yeah, that's fuck? what uh, that's what Tony said. He is like, you know, they left the club or something at two, three, four in the morning, and traffic was like car to car, and he's like, "Where the fuck are y'all going? Where y'all coming from? Why is everybody out?" I could not figure it out. Like I was leaving a movie and from in Hollywood heading back uh, north of LA. And it was like bumper to bumper dog. And I'm like, how is, how is this a thing? Like, this doesn't make sense. And yeah, I was, I was sitting there like, this is some bullshit. Dog. Like it's three o'clock in the morning. Like, why is this a thing? So yeah, they, they got the worst, but like that, that drive, the drive from LA to Vegas. Like, I, I don't know if there's a, I'm sure there's a point that once you get past that point, it's smooth sailing. Cause like a lot of that shit is like barren wasteland uh, going. I'd say the bulk of like that four hour drive, three and a half, four hour drive. The bulk of that is like barren wasteland. Like you just driving and you good, but like getting out of LA, it, yeah, it, it takes a minute, but even heading into Vegas, it's fine. Like it's, it's fine. I haven't had, I haven't gotten stuck. I drove it. I drove from LA into Vegas a handful of times. Like it wasn't just once. And at no point was I sitting there like, man, I'm stuck in traffic far as fuck. Like I was good. So <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. Let's see. So his, his other one actually is titled avoid LA traffic. So okay. I don't know. Uh, is this like a spinoff of the last one? But I mean, I guess we'll see. What up, though? It's your boy, BTC. There we go. Otis I fixed was it. saying last episode, is <clears throat> his son was um, flying into L.A. to drive to Vegas. I don't know who does that. Is it the same <laughs> video? But <clears throat> I'm assuming I'm assuming that this is a Friday. I mean, most Wait, people. is this the same one? Yo, this is the same one. What'd you say? That's the same one. Yeah, it's the same one. Uh, oh, wait. I clicked on the wrong one. That's my bad. Okay. I was like, wait, what is he doing? <laughs> but it sounds better. <laughs> yeah, it did sound better. Though. It definitely sound better. Okay, here's the other oh, one. And I forgot to mention, yeah, it's probably cheaper just to fly into Vegas because why would you fly all the way to L.A. and then gas up a rental? And then, okay, whatever. Anyhow, uh, y'all start talking about the strip clubs. They're, first of all, tell them, do not get into that limo. Whatever they do, <laughs> they should be texting you, like, nonstop. Everything, anything, anything, somebody, everything is questionable because everybody's working in Vegas. You go, you see that limo pull up, it's free, it's absolutely free. The free ride, they're going to take you to, well, they don't have the OGs anymore. I'm going to talk about that in a minute. They're going to take you to a strip club, two drink minimum, 
they're gonna have some bad ones in there just don't go to like anything called like spirit uh is it called spearmint i gotta ask my wife Rhino, Rhino. shit like that yep. that's the I know about that. you want to go where now again the mayweather joint <laughs> you probably gonna spend five thousand before you even get in there Okay, <laughs> and then when you get in there, you're gonna spend another G ball on some food and some drinks. Don't do that. You gotta go to the low budget ones. All right, OGs, the OG strip club. That's what it was called. It was called the OG. Um, they shut it down. That's the one you gotta go to. Going to a strip club as a single person is trash. I done fell asleep in plenty of strip clubs. I don't spend no more whether it's a um, bachelor party. Or a strip club. I don't spend no more than about forty or sixty dollars. Now, what I'm getting out of that forty, sixty dollars, uh, I'm getting at least ninety five percent of the lap dances. I promise you, it never fails, especially at a bachelor party. I sit at the end of the couch, and I put a stick of money in my hat, and I fold everything up, and it looks like I have a couple of thousand dollars. But no, I make that forty or sixty dollars last for that two hours or whatever. It lasts. Now, going to the strip club with my wife. Best thing ever. Best thing ever. I don't even want to go to another strip club unless I go with my wife. It's the best. And we've had, I've had strippers sit on my lap and we sit up there and have a serious conversation about businesses. And the ass everywhere. Titties in my face. And my wife would just sit up there carrying on a civil business conversation with this stripper. Not about school. Not about, you know, what it is about goals and stuff like that. And then they give you hugs, Mike. They give you hugs. What do you call me? Y'all come out here. We got to go to Sam's. <laughs> Sam's is about, it's probably the size of y'all garage. I don't know how big y'all garage is, but I know it's probably bigger than Sam's. Okay. And yeah. they are so nice. Now they will be on their phone. <laughs> They're so okay? nice. They will be talking to you. They will just be walking around. They, they can dance, but they are so nice. God and the food. Didn't I tell y'all about strippers and chicken? Oh my god! <laughs> so I will say that they're always nice. The hugs are always great. They always smell good for the most part. Um, and yeah, I'm just picturing Baylor and his wife, and they're talking. And it's like, yeah. So you want to get a fixed ARP? Uh, you want to move your money around? You know, you don't want to have too much in it. You want to do some IRAs, you know. You know, you want to diversify your bonds and shit, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Man, just like I said, he uh, <laughs> having conversations. I'm like, okay, wow. Um, interesting. Last, The last one I remember, well, the last time I remember it was eventful was the one, uh, I think, and I talked about the last podcast, so I don't want to about the chick who was braiding her hair while she was giving me the lap dance and shit. Then she knocked over the drinks on the. She hit the her knee hit the table, knocked the drinks over, <laughs> and spilled over my phone. And then I was like, "Fuck starving Marvins." Then I think they got shut down anyway. Cause I think the owner was doing some shady dealings or some shit. So hey, it's called starving Marvins. That has no semblance of respectability whatsoever. There's no good business I mean, going on in a place called Starving Marvins. Like strip club name though. Not a name, but I mean, like, I mean, there. I'm sure there are some places that try to have an actual respectable business model and try to actually run a good business. Uh, Starver Marvin's is not the name of somebody who's who is stopping strippers from sucking dick in the back room. How did? How did? I want to in Detroit because you know you had Ace, you had Ace of Spades, you had King of Diamonds. I wonder what's the appeal to card card name 
uh, or card suit named strip clubs. Hmm. And like, was King of Diamonds like a lesser one than Ace of Spades? Like, that was what like the the tier B chicks one or some shit. But Ace of Spades had like the the bomb chicks. I don't know. I'm, I feel I, like if you name your shit that, you got to have some card game knowledge to know that. Like, if if Ace of Spades is reserved. Then just go down to the next one. <laughs> like, they'll be out here like, yeah, three of hearts. Like, okay, the fuck? Right. I'm not like, going there. <laughs> yeah, like like six six of clubs is not going to be the the bomb spot, no matter what you say. <laughs> no, it's not. So I don't know what was the 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 name the the gist with the names of those, but whatever. Yo, has nobody opened up a has nobody opened up a strip club called Big Joker? Big Joker. <laughs> yeah, somebody got somebody got to do that over the Big Joker. I'm just curious to just Google search it and see if uh, that has to be a strip club. I don't think it is, and I feel like that's a that's a a missed marketing opportunity. So like there's a live wild, in a city- wild jo- there's a wild wild Joker's gentleman's club in Charleston, South Carolina. No, nah, that's not gonna work. That don't even mean nothing. I mean, maybe it means something like a white card game, like euchre or some shit. But like, but like actual real card games, though, like you need like fucking, uh, like I said, you need the big Joker. Like if you got an Ace of Spades, you need a big Joker, right? Like, well, I feel let's like do that. I feel like this is. I I clicked on their Facebook page, and I feel like one it hasn't been open since 2013 when the last post. Because they didn't the, call themselves Big Joker. That's why. And and there's only two pictures. One picture has some white man holding a, a beer, and the next picture is a DJ. The for sale sign. <laughs> or the foreclosure. Yeah, the foreclosure uh, oh, sign. And the picture is of two songs Bone Thugs and Harmony Weed Song and Snoop Dogg Smoke Weed Every Day. I'm just well, figuring it didn't work out. No, they didn't try very hard. And you can have a... You, Snoop makes a lot of good songs to play in a strip club. Wait, I don't know what? Smoke Weed Every Day is a strip club song, though. It's not. That's a, that's my point. I'm like, if you're going to use a Snoop song, he has plenty of Snoop songs that'll go in a strip club. Like, why that? Yeah, I don't think that was the one. So, you said we, we got another email or video or audio, excuse well, me. <laughs> video for us, audio for our listeners, but uh, it's another one from uh, Jeff Edmondson. So let's see what he's talking about. What up, though? Man, um, wow. Wish I could have set in on that one in person. Um, what? What? That was heavy. Especially when Otis go deep. Um, so. Pause. so Working backwards, I guess. <laughs> I tell my wife uh, that. Mike said, yeah, the topic of Android versus iPhone, my my response verbatim out loud was, uh-oh, same as Otis. Um, so as far as the, the Amber Geiger thing or whatever, I personally try to stay away from the, the whole thing. That formed my opinion when it immediately happened a long time ago. Um, it seemed like it was three main points that I wanted to comment on as far as that went, so as far as the uh, accountability part, 
last time we hit that last. So as far as the the, the forgiveness part, I'm a person that usually champions forgiveness or whatever, not for the reason of most people. Pussy, um, pussy. To me, holding animosity keeps negativity in your in, in your environment, in your atmosphere, and I'm one of the people that feels like you don't need to hold on to that because it affects your personal life. And I don't believe in to me holding a grudge for lack of a better term is a punishment on somebody else and I feel like once it becomes a burden on you it's not worth it and I know Mike's stance on that is usually no fuck that they need to hold grudges and I I mean I'm not going to tell anybody not to (laughs) I'm just saying me personally that's usually my position on the whole forgiveness thing. So if it's something that's causing you like stress, turmoil, anxiety, whatever, I'm usually in the in the camp of saying let it go. As far as this dude individually, best case scenario, devil's advocate, if he believes it was an accident, if he believes that she really didn't mean to, and if he believes that she's really a good person, and he wanted to forgive her, okay, hugging her. Uh, nah, because to me, at, at bare minimum, that's an insult to your brother because she killed him. I'm not going to go into how I think she was, she was banging the brother. No, she was banging both of them and he took the dick away and so she got mad and shot him. Whatever. Um, but that's my general, I guess you could call it Christian perspective of forgiveness or whatever. It's more so it's an individual thing for what it does to you and not what it does for the other person. Um, and then, so you talked about like people being held accountable. I guess my question would be what's, what, what happens to somebody? Cause it seemed like you were saying he needs to be held accountable for forgiving her. So I'm wondering like, what, it, what does that mean? Like, does he just catch mad shade on Twitter? Or is it like, like what? It, like what's the accountability that happens to a person when they forgive somebody else? Because it's only him as an individual doing it. Like it doesn't do anything for the other person. Maybe make them feel good about themselves for a minute, but it doesn't change anything in the legality unless they're using that as a way to, to choose a sentence. So my question, and I'm gonna repeat that thing because this next part might be long. I just want to know, like, what what does that mean to hold? him accountable for I guess making that choice or decision to forgive her so the last part about the sentence actually um, I feel like the probability of me remembering uh, his question about accountability is slim so um, because he's going to bring up new shit and I'm not going to remember so um I would never say that the brother forgiving her is a uh, accountability situation. What I mean by accountability is that his forgiveness should not absolve her from being accountable for what she did. So I'm not saying like, um, yeah, I think maybe that that he has any part in that. Yeah, right. I so think that like, may have been misunderstood. Yeah, so like, I'm not saying that um, that. Well, basically, my, my, my point is that if he forgives her for what she did, that should not absolve her for being accountable for what she did. So, like, he can forgive her till the cows come home, but at the end of the day, she rolled up in a nigga's crib and shot him for no reason. 
So forgive her all you want. Like the victim, oh, not the victim because the brother is not the victim, but like um, the uh, you know brother of the victim, um, his forgiveness of her should not impact her actions at all. So to put that in perspective, like if like I ran up on somebody and I, uh, you know, I shot a motherfucker and I'm like, yo, I'm so sorry. Like, no, <laughs> I'm so sorry. Is not gonna, is not gonna, uh, change what I did. And even if the person who I perpetrated, perpetrated that crime against, uh, I, well, obviously that person would be dead, but like, if that, if their siblings or whoever their loved ones or whatever, was like, Oh, yo, I, I I forgive you, my brother. Like you, good. Like I understand. I understand. I'm all about forgiveness. Yada yada yada. That should not absolve me from paying for what I did to that person. So I'm not talking about. Uh, I'm I'm not talking about in the sense that he was saying. I'm talking about like you are not. <laughs> you don't you don't get to skate because uh your uh the person who's related to the person that you killed said like i forgive you like no that's that's not gonna work like we don't even need a law system at that point if you can just be like yeah i'm cool with it go ahead it's fine like no you still broke the law and you still killed somebody for no reason so yeah just clarifying that like, yeah that's... and just add on that just, yeah <laughs> i'm not about that life definitely just a clarification of you know no there's nothing of accountability that's held on the brother's uh behalf it's more so you know She's not absolved of of consequence because he forgave her. She still needs to suffer, and what they gave out was definitely not enough. But that's a matter of opinion, I guess. But yeah, definitely not on him, all on her. Yep. Um. Yeah, I guess you continue with this. Yeah. Your sentence is absolutely, without a doubt, unequivocally too freaking short. Um. My dad has served two of those for armed robbery. Ain't nobody even get a finger, even get a paper cut from them. So for her to be able to take a life and get 10 years, that's absolutely not enough. The bare minimum for life, for taking a life should be 40 years. And I picked that number because if the average life expectancy is like 75 or 80, then you need to give half of yours. If you take a whole one from somebody else, she's 31. With a 10-year sentence, she can get out, find somebody else, find, find a new boyfriend, because I believe she was banging Bob and Paul. She can find a boyfriend, get married, have a kid, raise a kid, and possibly see her own grandchild in that amount of time. There is no way, and the grandchild thing might be a stretch, but not really, because my granddad is in his 90s. So... At ten years, she gets a she gets to live a full life. Like, granted, it might not be the one she wanted. She might not to get to go party and get drunk and you know what I'm saying get roofied in a frat room. But again, my dad has served two of those he in the club two nights a week at minimum. And he comes over to see his granddaughter and buy her stuff and spore all the freaking time. Ten years is nothing. People will jump at 10 years if they used to be in the prison system that's that's like that's a garbage sentence like the brother alone should have been pissed that that's all she got right when when Botham will still be gone when she gets out they'll still be mourning him 
when she gets out. Like, that's a garbage sentence. It's horrible. Um, so I'm with, I'm with Otis on that one. I absolutely, no, absolutely not. But again, like with the forgiveness thing, it don't really change nothing for him. If he forgave her, I don't really know why he did, um, Christian or not, but I definitely would wonder what does that mean? Like to hold them accountable, and it, oh, and then with the thing with the, the 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 white people being able to get away with whatever they do, I feel like that's a separate subject. Uh, I, 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 I mean, I kind of get the correlation because of this particular incident, but I've seen cases where the, it was flipped, and the white person hugged the, the the kid before he went to jail, and he was black, and he did something. Yeah, yeah, I've seen it. It's rare, way rare, but I have seen it. It does happen, but it's like. It's separate unless you really want to go into scripture, and I don't, because it, it's not pertinent to the point, really, for this particular part. Um, the the thing they need, they're being held accountable for what they do, and all the stuff they do. I feel like doesn't fall into the forgiveness category. It just feels falls into the category of our country being way jaded in how people get treated. Because um, y'all are right, that absolutely would have went the same way if it was a black person in the white person's apartment. There's no way. In fact, there wouldn't have been a trial because they had shot him when they got there. Even <laughs> matter of fact, it's so bad if it was a black cop and it was enough white people in the division and they got there first, they'd have still shot him. They wouldn't let that get out. So. I mean, yeah, I, I'm with I'm with both of y'all on different points, but I really do wonder, like, hold, to, to, to hold the brother accountable, what does that mean? Because I don't, I guess I don't understand what him saying it really does, other than make her feel kind of good. But she still got to go to jail for her garbage sentence, so. Um, other than that, Looking forward to the whole iPhone Android thing because I feel like that's going to be hilarious and I holler face. So we cleared that up that it wasn't really a, it actually wasn't a, a question of accountability for the brother. It was really for her. So um, that's that. Yeah, he's. Um, I mean, I didn't say anything about him being held accountable for his forgiveness of her. But at the same time, like in retrospect, looking back at it, I feel like his forgiveness of her, there's a part of me that does kind of feel like he needs to he needs to be not held accountable, like he, he should be punished. But at the same time, I feel like, man, I understand that you feel like um, whatever your situation is with God, that you feel like you want to be forgiving and um, you want to do what you feel is right by the Bible. But I mean, there's, there's too much injustice happening in the world to, to just kind of like let shit like that skate. Like you gotta, you gotta really, you gotta hold, well, hold these people accountable. Like the, not the, not him for forgiving, but like, hold the people who perpetrate these crimes accountable, man. And like saying like, yo, I forgive you. And I want you to give your life to God because that's what my brother would want and all this kind of shit. Like to me, that's, it's so like, it, it so harkens back to like, like slavery times, man. Like, 
the man just stand up and just be like, yo, this is fucked up, man. Just you can't do this shit. And and the more we perpetrate this idea of like um trying to like uh like, like extend the open hand or like like bring people in, like to me, all that does is encourage more of the bullshit. Like we gotta like draw a hard line on this kind of shit and just be like, yo. Like this shit is not cool. Fuck you for doing this. Fuck this. Or like and and just like just lay it out. Like yo, we are not taking this shit no more. And to have a situation like his uh his situation uh both them Gene's situation or both them John I don't know whatever the fuck his situation like you can't be sitting by and be like yo I forgive you for what you did. Like I understand, man. It's, I I don't understand. I don't understand that. Because to me, I feel like religion is, is a, uh, I, I tweeted this at some point, like, I feel like religion is a virus to intellectual thought that needs to be eradicated. Because, like, it's not, it, 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 it's so toxic. And it, on the surface, it seems wholesome. Like, we want to, we want to make sure, like, we, like, we want to, uh, forgive people and we want to be happy we want to hold hands and we want to make sure all that shit is great but like this shit is so one-sided it's not like white folks out here like yeah let's hold hands and and make sure we are good like they out here killing motherfuckers and getting away with it and and doing all kinds of shit like her running up in motherfuckers cribs and killing them and just like oh my bad like <laughs> it, it's so one-sided like they're doing fucked up shit and we're over here like oh yeah let's forgive and let's Let's read the Bible together. Like, okay, the Bible is telling you that that's what needs to happen. But at the end of the day, you over here reading the Bible with these motherfuckers that want to kill you. And you're like, oh, yeah, let's let's find common ground. Like, they don't want common ground with you. That shit needs to stop. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I... Uh... I don't really have nothing else to add. We we talked about it last week. I'm sorry, I had yeah. like a piece of like tobacco leaf in my mouth, and I'm like, ah, ah, like trying to get that shit out. Like, ah, you like the? Well, I'm trying to make a point, but like, oh, the, this is disturbing me. The the like the reporter with the bug in his mouth. You yeah, remember that video? <laughs> yeah, that's how I felt. Like I wanted to make a point, but I'm like, ah, ah, I get this fucking tobacco leaf piece out of my mouth. Yeah. But yeah, so now a new twist in the uh, Amber Geiger uh, story is that the witness, the black guy who testified against her, was killed supposedly on a drug deal gone bad. And it's just like he was set to, to I think, testify against the Dallas police about some shit. And shit happens but man for that shit that happened to that person and what's all going on it's just really hard to not think that it's some fucked up shit going on <laughs> yeah man i mean like is it possible yes. that his death could be like a completely random like drug related shit where it's like oh man what a coincidence like yeah is it possible yeah it's possible but i mean come on come on Really? Like, really? Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> like, come Probably on. Not. Probably not. Probably not. You're supposed to sit here and think that this dude got killed on a random fucking 
drug deal. Like, come on, man. And they're like, I haven't dug into it uh, too deep, but they said like, dude has like no priors as far as like drug shit, and that the dudes who killed him drove like like something like three or four hours on some uh on some drug shit uh, like over like a massive amount of weed and it's like okay who is like driving massive amount of hours to to murk niggas over weed like nobody and then like they said like he has like no drug priors like he's not known in the drug game and shit like that like if you want to tell us that this dude was killed over whatever the fuck reason Come up with something better than that. Like this like, motherfucker went from like a, a star witness to like Avon Barksdale. Like, come the fuck on, dude. <laughs> exactly. That's the uh, that's the perfect example. Like, so he's Avon on, now. Man. But that that's that's like me. That's like me. Like if I testified against I don't know who the fuck, whoever the fuck, right? And I'm like, yo, this motherfucker killed this person, they a piece of shit, blah blah blah. And that person get locked up, and then all of a sudden I die two days later through whatever the fuck incident and they'd be like, yeah, yo, uh, somebody killed bike over like buying uh mad fucking pounds of weed. Like, okay. Nobody who knows me is going to be like, yeah, uh, Mike's heavy in the weed buying game where he's <laughs> buying like, pounds of weed and flipping it. Like no, <laughs> nobody's going to believe like, that. Like, like who the fuck like, damn, Mike was, uh, Mike was slanging meth. Like who the fuck knew that? What the fuck? <laughs> right. No. And I'm, I'm, I'm the most transparent person I know. If I was slanging meth, I probably would have talked about it on the podcast. <laughs> like, yo, man, my meth, my meth game is uh get me banked, dog. Like, we could probably flip this shit and uh do all this kind of shit for the podcast because I've been selling mad meth and getting money. Like, at, at the very I'm, at the very least, I'm it wouldn't be a, a total trans- fucking surprise. At the very least, it wouldn't be a total fucking surprise. Like, yeah, yeah, whatever. That shit's trash and that. No, you know, somebody I, said they shot me over some weed, dog. Nobody will believe that shit. Nobody. I have a medical marijuana car. What do I need to do with like street dealers for? <laughs> like if I got shot and killed and somebody was like, after I just testified against somebody else and then I got shot and killed and they were like, yo, yeah, somebody came and shot Mike because he was buying pounds of weed. They'd be like, no, <laughs> he has a, he has a medical marijuana not. car. What's he, what's he buying pounds of weed for? Like he's going to go, he's going to go to the dispensary and buy whatever the fuck he wants. Like I'm not here like heavy in the drug game. And if I was, it would be transparent. Like, like y'all wouldn't look at it be like, oh, really? Mike was really out here slanging mad weed? Like, y'all be like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> like, but that's not who, that's not what I do. That's not who I am. So, like, yeah, no, that shit is so hard to believe. There's, there's no way. And it's too coincidental. Like, I feel like if you're going to do, like, shady conspiracy shit, like, let this shit simmer for a little bit. Like you want to kill the dude that was a star witness in that trial, kill him like a month from now. Don't kill him like twelve hours later. And be like, yeah, he was having a drug game. Like, nah, duh. <laughs> like, yeah, lie, so lie better. <laughs> That's to be the name yeah. of this episode. Lie better. Do a better yeah. job of lying than what you're doing right now. And that applies to Trump. That applies to this fucking situation with a. Uh, Bosom John's fucking neighbor, Joshua, whatever the fuck, like, lie better. Don't try to sell us a weak ass lie like that. Come on, man. Yeah, I, yeah, I like I say, and like you know, you said I haven't, I haven't read up on it like you, like you, but I just, I, I can't fathom that being the case. 
I mean, is it possible? Yeah, ain't, a lot of shit is possible, but a lot of shit's possible. Nah, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. So, whatever. Me neither. What the fuck ever. So, uh, you got anything else? Uh, no. I feel like I did, but I don't remember what it is right now. So, fuck it. All right, well, I do. Oh no. Well, I do want to um briefly like it's not a topic, but I want to talk about um. So, Bearded Idiots released their podcast that they did oh, with yeah. us on Sunday. So, fuck with that. It was dope. We got some good feedback on that. So, um, yeah, definitely fire that up. It's the Bearded Idiots podcast. Um, their episode seventy one that they did with us. Have Listen we to tweeted it. that yet? Have we tweeted that from our? account yet i don't know if we um, have, but... i haven't so if you haven't then no <laughs> okay cool so we had to push that yeah push that so like yeah um fuck with that um and so um fire up that beater idiots episode and um you know listen to us fuck with them it was a good episode we got a lot of great feedback um if you want to hop on let us know like this whole digital fucking uh uh, podcast recording is working out really well for us right now. So, uh, sound quality is great. It's very convenient. So, if you want to hop on, let us know. We can fire up an episode, have you on it. Um, but yeah, check out that Bitter Idiots episode. Good shit. Yeah. So we we tweet that, and uh, we yeah, I got some cool some, some some ideas about Patreon episodes. Um, and so we're gonna figure that out soon. Hopefully, we'll probably figure it out before the end of the year. Um, at least get oh, it way started before that, and yeah. um, you know, get some cool content. So, yeah, so we uh we have post we have pushed that uh Beard Idiots episode, and um, you know, we have ours out this week as well. And then uh, other than that, we'll see y'all next week, and then well, we'll be off. Awful, well, we won't be an awful week, but we have an episode prime for that week. So, so next week we're not recording, right? No, we are. The follow we are week. recording. So we are recording on, uh, let me see, so the 16th? 13th, 16th or something, yeah. So we are recording on the 16th, and the 23rd, you're not, you're you're gone. Correct. Okay, so uh, we'll record on the 16th and post on the 17th, and then we won't record on the 23rd, but we should be uh, posting a old episode that we recorded and didn't post uh, that week, so uh, there shouldn't be any stoppage. Are are you back by the thirtieth? Uh, yeah, but keep going for a second. I'll be right back. Keep going. Okay, yeah. So, um, Otis's trip to to Europe is happening in two weeks, so we won't be recording. But we had an episode that we recorded. Um, I want to say two weeks ago that um I didn't get around to posting for. A number of reasons that I'm not going to talk about, but I didn't get around to posting it, and I'm gonna rec- not record it, but I'm gonna save that episode. Well, it's already saved. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna manipulate that episode to where it's one that we can actually put on the feed, and I'll put that feed out on the twenty, the week of the twenty third. So the twenty third is a Wednesday um, when we normally record. So I'll get on here and uh, fix that episode up on the 23rd to post on the 24th and then he should be back on the 30th to where we can record on the 30th and then post on the 31st. So 
there shouldn't be any lag, but um, that's where we stand right now. So uh, there should there shouldn't be any lag on our episodes. All righty, but until then, I guess we'll uh, see y'all next week. Indeed, we will. Peace. Peace.